Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. In our last Mojo Minute, we talked about what employers want in their employees. And namely, we said we ought to be value-driven professionals. But let's take that one level deeper. And our same guest as our last Mojo Minute, Donald Miller, reminds us that we have to start with our character. In fact, his book, Business Made Simple, is a great book because it breaks down 60 days of how to improve as a value-driven professional in all areas of our work life, but it breaks them down into bite-sized chunks for each day for you and for me to work on. Now, these could be some straight, some traits or attributes that we have to improve upon, but it's like a mini flourishing course for professionals. And that's pretty cool. So cool that in fact, your first 10 days, you will learn all about character. As an example, day one is this. Let's go to the book. Value-driven professionals see themselves as an economic product on the open market. How do most successful people view themselves? They view themselves as an economic product on the open market. And as mentioned in the introduction, they are obsessed with getting people a strong return on the investment made in them. I know it sounds utilitarian to say you should view yourself as an economic product, but this simple paradigm is key to winning at work. Of course, I'm not talking about your intrinsic value as a human being. I'm talking about your value in the ecosystem that is the modern economy. Here's the truth. People who are obsessed with being a good investment attract further investment and get to enjoy more personal economic value. When you offer greater economic value within the economic ecosystem, you are paid more, given more responsibility, promotions, and are sought after by customers looking for value. Likewise, those who resist the idea that they are an economic product on the open market do not attract economic investment, and so do not not get to enjoy the benefits that come with giving people a great return on their investment. And I call on small businesses, you know, across five states, and this is one of the most important aspects that most people who are not business owners don't understand. They be, there's almost a little bit of a sense of entitlement. And that's just simply not the case. The business has to make money. It has to create a profit to be able to pay you, the workers, to keep creating the product or the services that in the end provide the solution to the problems that your customers are bringing to you. That is how most businesses work. So much so, let's go back to the book and pick it up where we left off. Most, if not all, of the people you respect give others a terrific return on their investment. 
We love the athletes who perform at their best and will pay a premium to watch them compete. We love the actresses and actors who make us laugh or cry and will pay more to watch them perform. And we love the businesses who sell us products that solve whatever problems we bring them. Just like one of these high performers, you can become a terrific investment. When you walk into a room, do people instinctively know they can bet on you? How do we succeed in life and in business? We prove ourselves worthy investments. In business, your boss or your customers may really like you, but in large part, they see you as an economic investment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some would even say that when viewed this way, it's an honest relationship. After all, your friends don't pay you to be around them. Your customers and teammates do. So in the very end, value-driven professionals see themselves as an economic product on the open market and are obsessed with giving people a great return on their investment. And then as we continue on, day two of our mini course on character is to see yourself as a value-driven as a value -driven professional, to see yourself as a hero and not a victim. Now, we won't dive into that one nearly as deep. We're going to move on to day three. Day three tells us a value-driven professional knows how to de-escalate drama. And that's pretty cool. And then moving on to day four, we hear a value-driven professional knows feedback is a gift. And then day five holds a great nugget of wisdom that we could certainly f learn from. Day five tells us a value-driven professional knows the right way to engage in conflict. Let's go to the book and dive deep on that one. Conflict avoidant people are rarely chosen to lead. Why? Because all human progress happens by passing through conflict. You can't climb a mountain, build a bridge or create a community or grow a business without engaging in navigating conflict. Positive ambition will always meet resistance. A manager's primary job is to navigate conflict, whether they're taking or whether they're talking to an unhappy customer, letting go of an underperforming employee, reporting less than favorable data, or confronting a competitor conflict and success go hand in hand. If you avoid conflict, you will never achieve success. And then he goes into four parts of helping you to navigate conflict. And then he finally tells us a value-driven professional knows how to manage conflict. And day six, we learn that a value-driven professional wants to be trusted and respected more than they want to be liked. And that's great advice. Day seven just warmed my heart when I read it. A value-driven professional has a bias towards action. Now that's right up my alley. So let's pull that quote so we can highlight that one. I've never met two successful people who are the same. I've met successful people who are humble and others who are arrogant. I've met successful people who are creative and successful people who are uncreative. I've met successful people with frantic energy and others who are so at ease, 
you wonder how they became successful in the first place. Truthfully, becoming successful is more about fully being yourself than it is about any kind of formula. Different people have different superpowers, and when we fully live into our superpowers, we start seeing positive progress in our careers. And this is the sentence that I underlined right here, this nugget of wisdom. That said, there's one thing every successful person has in common. They have a bias towards action. What I mean by a bias towards action is they do not let ideas die on the vine. They take action to make those ideas happen. Around our office, we call this getting the ball in the end zone. We say this because we know drawing up plays, giving pep talks, and even the hard work of driving the ball down the field does not produce points. The only thing that produces points is putting the ball in the end zone. Successful people make real things happen in the real world. They do not let life get they do not let their best life get stuck in their imaginations. In fact, it's been surprising to me how many successful people I've met who I did not find to be especially intelligent. Key point there. That is, as I've talked with them, I realized that they were not well-read or imaginative or creative sometimes. And as I wondered how such simple thinkers could end up with so much influence and money, I realized it's because they're incredibly strong bias towards action. While others may have terrific ideas and be able to see an important issue from many angles, action-oriented people are good at getting things done. As you attempt to build your company or your career, know that you can beat just about anybody in the marketplace as long as you wake up every day and take action. Today's Business made simple tip of the day is a value-driven professional beats the competition by having a bias towards action. That is right. Yes, it is. That is truly right. Day eight tells us a value-driven professional does not choose to be confused. Day nine highlights the fact that a value-driven professional is relentlessly optimistic. I mean, who wants to be around a Debbie Downer all of the time? Not me. And then we get to another favorite of mine. A value-driven professional has to have a growth mindset. This is day 10. And actually, let's stop real quick here because we've heard about the growth mindset before. In fact, it's actually in Mojo Minute number 117, what's your mindset? And then on Mojo Minute 126, The Hero's Journey Part 2, we talked about Carol Dweck's book on mindset and a growth mindset. And then finally, Mojo Minute 188, Do You Have CEO Disease? So check out all three of those for some goodness in the backstory. But this is why I love studying these books for these nuggets of wisdom and information. Because we have two great authors, Donald Miller and Carol Dweck, validating that we are over the target of something important, very important. And with that, let's go back to the book for a great, great pull quote. In her book, Mindsets, Stanford professor Carol Dweck wrote about two mindsets that, 
to a large degree predict success or failure of an individual or team. The first is a fixed mindset. Those who have a fixed mindset believe their character traits and abilities are largely unchangeable, that they are who they are, and they are not capable of evolving into a better version of themselves. People with a fixed mindset document their intelligence and their abilities, but do not believe they can improve on either of them. Because those with a fixed mindset believe that they were born with a fixed level of intelligence, they have a fear of sounding dumb in front of others. They do not believe that they can learn anything new and so become defensive when they take criticism, or especially when they fail. Why do they become defensive? Because they do not believe that they can learn to do better. Now, intriguing, the second mindset Dweck revealed was a growth mindset. Dweck found that people with a growth mindset believed their brains were adaptable and could get smarter. They were more willing to embrace challenges and did not see failure as a condemnation of their identity. Extremely important. In her research with students, Dweck found those with a growth mindset sought to improve after performing poorly on tests with those with a fixed mindset gave up. Students with a growth mindset improved and earned better grades, while those with a fixed mindset did not. Those with a growth mindset enrolled in more advanced classes, while students with a fixed mindset were left behind. You can see where all this is going. Those with a growth mindset are rewarded by giving greater levels of responsibility, experiencing greater performance, and receiving better compensation. The good news is transforming from a fixed to a growth mindset is possible. To transform from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, Dweck recommends seeing the world differently in five distinct categories. Challenges, obstacles, effort, criticism, and success of others. I'm not going to go through them here, but please check out this book, especially pages 28 and 29 for further details. But here's our key nugget of wisdom for the whole thing. In short, having a growth mindset is about understanding that we will never reach the top of the mountain. But we can, we can keep climbing so the view gets better and better. The transition from a fixed to a growth mindset takes us from believing I have arrived to I am getting better And from I am great to I am constantly learning and improving. Even believing you have a fixed mindset and cannot learn to have a growth mindset is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I ask you today, as a value-driven professional, do you have a growth mindset? Because our tip of the day is a value-driven professional, approaches the world with a growth mindset, believing they were designed to grow and get better in every area of life. And there you go. A quick mini course on how character can be instilled in a value-driven professional. So in today's Mojo Minute, as we go about our work and our professional lives, let us always work hard, Let us always work smart and let us always be growing in our character and helping others 
along the way as value-driven professionals. Our employers will thank us for setting the bar high. But more importantly, we will be living a flourishing life. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com where we have everything we discussed in this podcast as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually 69 pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.